right, welcome back everybody to the showcast. It is time for us to move on to the first of two interviews that we have this week, uh, and we're definitely kicking it off strong. You might know this gentleman from shows such as uh, Ugly Betty, True Blood. Uh, if you're listening to us from Down Under, uh, you know him as the host of The Amazing Race Australia, which I think is really awesome. Uh, but, but now he can be seen once again leading the great cast in Sci-Fi's Defiance, coming back for its third season. Uh, please welcome to the program Mr. Grant Bowler. Grant, how you doing? I'm really well, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. We're, we're happy to talk to you. Um, Sci-Fi is another one of those networks. I know it's in the same family as USA, and it's, a, it's another one of those networks that has a lot of great luck when it comes to their shows. I mean, you have... You know, other than Defiance, you have shows like Warehouse 13 and Haven and uh, formerly Eureka and such. And now Sci-Fi's got another big hit on their hands with Defiance going, as I said, going into its third season. Uh, for anybody who hasn't had the chance to see it yet, what can you tell us about Defiance and, and your character, Joshua? Um, oh, it's uh, – look, Defiance is, um, is at its core uh, a, a bit of a blend of genres. It's a hybrid, if you like, of um, – uh, a post-apocalyptic uh, science fiction western type um, storyline that's very much a frontier drama about um, you know people having people and aliens uh, and, and seven alien races have landed on Earth and, uh, and they and humanity are left in this lifeboat that's left after a terrible conflict and they have to learn to get along together. So it's essentially a story about recreation, the recreation of democracy, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's an immigration story. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, season two uh, certainly left your fans with uh, quite the cliffhanger, especially for your character, Nolan, uh, in particular. I'm not sure exactly. I've had the the honor of being able to get a screener for season three, so I've seen the premiere, actually. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, you can divulge, but what can you tell us about what's coming up here in season three? Um, season three is us at our very best, as far as I'm concerned. It's... Uh we, you know, we established the show in one. We ran out, you know, every idea we could think of in season two. And like many other good shows, uh, Defiance, I think, really hits its stride in three. Three is a very dangerous universe. It's, um, it's, uh, it's kill or be killed. It's, um, it's, it's a much more uh, uh, message-based um, series, I think, than it has been in the past. Um, it's it's just it's really good television. It's uh, a lot of um, every episode has a has a meaning for me. You know, I get to the end of an episode and I think hey, this one's about redemption. This one's about family. This one's about um, you know uh, culpability or guilt or you know they're they're fantastic riveting episodes and, and they all tie together. So I'm really proud of it. We're just finishing off the uh, the last episode and uh, I think it's the best work we've done yet. That's awesome, and certainly, like I said, I I uh, got the chance to see the premiere, and certainly start strong. Uh, I think we can certainly say that with some certainty. With some cer- some certainty, <laughs> um, and you've also added some three, uh, at least in the premiere, uh, they seem like they're going to be pretty prominent characters this season. And uh, Lee Turgeson, um, who plays Larrick, uh, for in the Americans, for people who might have seen that show, um, you added Nicole uh, Galicia as well. And Conrad yeah. Coates, um, who I believe they're playing a father-daughter, is what I got from the uh, from the premiere uh, combination exactly in the show. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what uh, what do you uh, think they're going to be able to bring to the show uh, and the viewers this year? 
Oh, look, I, uh, both um, parties are protagonists. So Lee is, is coming in as a character called Rumtuck, who is, uh, who is uh, an immediate and very physical threat to the town of Defiance. And uh, he's fantastic. He brought so much energy and, and wit and, and humour to the role. Uh, he was really a treat to have on board, Lee. And, uh, and Conrad and Nicole are, um, are uh, a, a more kind of um, series-long mystery, if you like, whether, whether or not these two characters are going to be for the betterment of, of our world or, or for the detriment. And, uh, and they've been fantastic. That father-daughter team echoes, if you like, the father-daughter relationship of my character and uh, Arissa, Stephanie Leonidas' character. Absolutely. And, uh, and, the, and they've they provide this wonderful counterpoint to uh, what's going on with Nolan and Alyssa. So it's working really well on a number of levels, and they're all, you know, we're very, very lucky and blessed, and we've got you know, very strong actors coming in who have, uh, who have provided us with an enormous amount of, um, you know, of, of their talent. We also have um, Linda Hamilton back this year. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's just a treat, you know, and uh, it's such a dream to work with. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, we we revisit some old friends as well, and, and a couple more along the way. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, a very strong season, and the actors that are coming in have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know, looking back at your career and, you know, a lot of the stuff that you've done, you've done, it seems like a bit of almost every kind of role I know. You've done comedy, you've done action, now you're working on sci-fi. Um, what was it about Defiance, like, when you when you read the script and such, what was it really that really turned you on to wanting to take this part? It was a role I hadn't played before, and one I'd always wanted, uh, and uh, and that was that was the main thing. And then the story of the show was one I, I hadn't seen before. You know, I hadn't seen that show before, and um, I loved how seamlessly the show blended the uh, the western elements and the post-apocalyptic with the science fiction. Yeah, that really turned me on, and. Uh, and and then um, finally, the father-daughter relationship was the best father-daughter relationship I've ever I've ever seen um, drawn in a, in a television show. I've just uh, I've, I've always been fascinated with it. Yeah, I know. An- another thing I'm very curious about too, and this is something I've been curious about for a long time, not just for your character, but in general. Um, I'm a I'm a pretty decent gamer. And I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious what it was like, or how you feel about knowing the fact that you you're actually a video game character now. Oh man, that was uh, <laughs> that was a treat because I'm the same. I am a huge video game junkie, and uh, and for me to kind of um, a be involved in and 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 be have my own character in a video game, yeah, uh, was was amazing. Uh, the fact that you know we. We uh, linked the show and the game together was wonderful. I've, it's it's always for me been the next step, and uh, I was really proud of us for for doing that. Um, it's just really cool. And seeing <laughs> yourself three uh, D rendered as an actor, I've, you know, for twenty five years I've I've seen myself filmed, and um, and you know, and watching that has kind of become natural to me in a really strange kind of a way. But seeing myself 3D captured for the first time was 
really strange. It was like the first time you hear an answer machine message. Back. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, when you meet anything, I don't sound like that, but you do. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was that moment all over again for me. It was, it was wonderfully new. I felt, uh, I felt like it was the beginning all over again. Have you played the game itself to, just to try yeah, it? And... Of course. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and I am uh, I'm one of the poorest first or second person shooter gamers <laughs> out there, but I've run around in that world endlessly. I've met my guy. Uh, there was one time I was up in San Francisco, and the guy uh, at Tryon had made me uh, play a character with a Nolan skin. <laughs> and I was podcasting, so in the one hour, I was me playing me, meeting me in the game, and all of that was filmed and shown to a live audience, and that was just astounding. <laughs> it sounds like it had to be a lot of fun. I thought the world was going to end at one point. It was, uh, it, it was, it was so many confluences of, of me. <laughs> Um, I did hear you say, uh, mention that you have seen yourself at least filmed for 25 years. Uh, you've also uh, worked in but not only the United States, but Australia, New Zealand, which is where you're from, and Canada as well. Um, I'm curious, yeah. can, you, can you tell us about some of the differences between the international film world and uh, I guess what we're used to here in America or what you like about them? Just, uh, I'm just curious about how they're different. And, uh, yeah, no, they... That's a really astute question. Um, they are different, and, and every kind of shooting culture is different. What's equally amazing to what's different about it is, is what's the same. Um, you know, the process of actually going from getting into work in the morning, you know, shooting uh, scenes, the departments, the names, the terminology, the process itself stays the same across every single country uh, all around the world, no matter where you are. And it's, um, it's, it's incredible to me that that is the case. But, you know, what it just goes to show is that for 100 years we've been making film and television and we've just found the way to do it. And there is actually no other way to do it better. People come out and set and they go, you know, this takes so long and I can't you guys find a better way of doing it. And, and, and the reality is is there, there isn't really. Yeah. So that process stays the same. But the cultures are very, very different. And, and one of the things um, that's different for me is that, you know, where I come from in, in Australia and New Zealand, there's no above and below the line, per se. There's no star, you know, uh, or cast crew delineation. Cast okay. are really kind of crew by extension where I come from. And, and we all, you know, we all kind of um, nothing together. So, um I, I kind of, in, I really enjoy seeing the surprise on the cruise face when I kind of just, you know, keep hanging out and set and never go back to my trailer. <laughs> I, I hate trailers. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather be on set. So you you kind of brought the Australia, New Zealand feel to America in that sense, where you like to hang out with the crew even uh, on Defiance well, and stuff? Think, I, don't, I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, but, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of my favorite things. It's, uh, you know, I, I like... Uh, you know, I, I like to know everybody, and I like to know about them, and, and you know, and what their life is like, and their families. And, and my crew up in Canada, I pretty much know, you know, everyone on the crew, and I know, you know, how many kids they've got, and what age they are, and what they're doing with themselves. And you know, that's important. Um, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up another project that you had worked on before, just because I know I was a big fan. Um, I know our, our our other co-host Adam was Steve. I'm not sure if you were or not, um, but you came into uh, the show Lost in season four uh, as Captain Galt, and by that point, that you know the show had already established itself as being like the juggernaut that it had had become at the time. Um, and it sucks that you were only in three episodes because your character was just starting to develop, and then the next thing you know, you're off the side of the ship, and it's over and done with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm curious: were you a fan of the show before you went into it? I was. Um, it was a curious period of my life. Oh, and just a little side note: it was never. It wasn't meant to be three episodes. It was meant to be five or seven, and then the writers' strike hit right in the middle of uh, shooting that season of Lost, and. And so the the number of episodes in that season got abbreviated and spread across the next two seasons. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I kind of, I suffered by the fault. I went off the side of that ship a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was, that was the result of a writer's strike for me personally. Um, I was a fan of the show, but I was also at this point where I transitioned, uh, like career-wise, between uh, Australia, New Zealand, and, uh, and the States. And because I was orbiting this, this circuit of three countries so often. Uh, what ended up happening for me was that I kept changing seasons of Lost on TV. Like, I'd get to a country to be on a different season. <laughs> and I'd get to another country and they would have moved forward or then they would have moved, they would be you know, back one season. And so Lost was pretty hard to follow at the best of times. But when you're moving to <laughs> countries and they all have different um, seasons running, it gets even crazier. 
so when I finally wound up on the show, I was standing on the deck and the, uh, um, I think it was Jack Bender, he was directing, and Jack said to me, um, he said, no, you, you know, you, you know the show? And I said, yeah. And, I said, and he said, so you know, you know, we're pretty much where we're at. And I looked across on the deck and Harold was there. <laughs> and Harold had died and so I said to him well Harold's here right and he said yeah and I said well then you can assume I know nothing please tell me everything from the beginning so uh, I don't think it mattered whether you're a fan of the show or not unless you're always confused yeah yeah very true um I know we're running a little short on time, uh, but I wanted to bring up another um, a future project that you're working on too. Uh, I saw on your IMDb that it's in post production right now, but you have an upcoming project called 400 Days. Yeah. Uh, and and looking at the cast, this is a very um, it seems like a very young cast, but a very impressive cast at the same time. I mean, you have Katie Lotz, uh, Brandon Ralph, Tom Cavanaugh, all who are currently in the CW world on on Flash and Arrow. Uh, yeah. you know, Dane Cook yourself. I mean, it, this seems like it's a movie that's going to have some legs when it comes out. At least we hope so for year two. Is there anything that you can tell us about that? Yeah, look, I, um, I, I was absolutely fascinated with the script when I read it and, uh, and was kind of, it was one of those films that I just wanted to be a part of. The premise of the movie is based on an actual event. Uh, it was a Soviet experiment. Um, to see how people would deal with long-term deep space travel over uh, a very extended period of time, uh, particularly around their mental health and their sanity. And so what the Soviets did in their, in their kind of, you know, uh, great compassion for human life, they, uh, they buried a bunch of people underground for a number of years just to see what would happen. Um, and 400 days is, is based around that idea, this experiment of a certain number of days of, uh, of simulated deep space travel where people are completely isolated and cut off. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very interesting premise. I mean, and again, it, it stays with the sci-fi world that you're kind of in now. So it's, uh, you know, kind of a lateral move uh, to that. But uh, are there any kind, of, um, any kind of release dates? Is it later this year? Is it going to be 2016? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would anticipate either close to the end of this year or, or early 2016. But um, I, I, I've seen uh, an advanced, uh, I think not yet mixed, um, you know, cut, mm-hmm. and it was looking fantastic. It was looking absolutely brilliant. I think it's. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited about it. So, and it's you know it's right up that wonderful kind of um, sci-fi uh, psychological thriller. Um, realm that I love so much yeah. ever since Blade Runner kind of destroyed my life <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that means in a good way Blade Runner kind of oh, destroyed yeah, your yeah, life yeah. Okay. Kind of same sense. and I've watched it probably 45 times since <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping some yeah uh, well I know we're, we're going to let you go uh, but one last question before you go you said earlier that you're a gamer what are you playing right now I'm just curious I'm not oh okay the only thing I can get on at the moment because I'm shooting 15 hours a day Occasionally, I sneak under World of Tanks and, and blow up the because <laughs> <laughs> I can pick it up and put it down in eight minutes. But don't tell work. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm it's our secret. We, we won't even we, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> so. Um, well, we're going to definitely send people uh, your way to follow you on Twitter at Grant Bowler. 
uh, and follow Defiance as well at Defiance World on Twitter. Uh, Defiance, as I said, returns this uh, Friday, June 12th, uh, with a two-hour premiere starting at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And you're also debuting – Sci-Fi is also debuting two new shows right afterwards, I believe, as well. Uh, in in Killjoy and Dark Matter, which are going to be at nine and ten o'clock, I think the following week they're going to be starting up. It's going to be a fantastic Friday night. Yeah, it sounds like it. I've been a fan of sci-fi for years, so I'm definitely going to, you know, we're going to keep watching Defiance. We're going to check out these new shows, and maybe around the time that Four Hundred Days comes out, we can have you back on and talk to you a little bit more about the movie. Oh, I'd absolutely love that. Yeah, and I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. Yeah, of the, of the film that'd be brilliant. Yeah, and also what you thought of the season by then. Oh yeah, yeah, because the season will be over by then, so we can we'll talk to you a little bit more, and then you know hopefully maybe get some hints at season four, which we you know hope there is going to be for around definitely that time for sure. We so that idea. Uh, all right, Grant, thanks again for joining us. This was a, a great time. Thank you so much for having me. So, Appreciate it. Uh, all right, guys, we are going to take another break, and we'll be back with the shortcut with the showcast right after this. <laughs> 